What's up, designers? This is Timothy. Welcome to the Interior Design Consultant Podcast. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you've been with me, thanks so much. Welcome back. I love you and your support. For literally 10 years, I've used so many different tools to to be successful. And quite honestly, as time goes on, tools change and new tools come out. And it literally is so, like I can't even explain how difficult it is to keep up with the tools that there are today because of the internet. I'm gonna tell you what tools I use now and that I've used these tools probably for the last, I would say six years. Uh, I haven't changed because there's so many tools and changing is really fucking complicated. It, it literally is so difficult because then you have to learn a new tool and then it, if it doesn't do exactly what you want, then you kind of want to go back to the old way. So I kind of try to stay clear from trying to find new tools and if I see a new tool, I just don't even look into it because I'm fine and I'm happy with what I use now and it works and it's been perfect. So there really is no need for for me to do it. So I'm gonna talk about these tools kind of like in a process because I wanna kind of talk in the sense of like me from starting a project to the business side of things. So conceptual designing part and then go into like, you know, the business and the tools I use for, for the business part of things. And the funny part is the tools for business are way more than the tools I use for design. And I think that's kind of natural because there's so much more involved in the business of interior design than there is designing. And it's kind of crazy. Starting with conceptual design, I love hand drawing, space planning, uh, like just hand drawing floor plans because you, you kind of, it's so different from using AutoCAD or it's so different from using like, you know, a floor plan software. There's there's something about drawing out your floor plan that, that kind of like, it's really hard to explain. It kind of changes your perspective about that particular space. And I feel like it kind of like gets you really thinking about what you can actually do with it. So for me, I, I start to hand draw and then I go into AutoCAD for floor plans and elevations and then I go into SketchUp for my, my 3D renderings. Now, there's 9 out of 10 times that I'll actually outsource the 3D renderings to a friend of mine because I just don't have any time to do it. So, the times I do have the time, <laughs> I use SketchUp and for those projects that are kind of like my, you know, my golden nugget projects, the projects that, you know, are bringing in a lot of money, I'll spend the time that I need to spend on those projects. Not saying that the ones that don't bring in a lot of money aren't worth it. It's just that for me, to the time that I spend doing them really isn't worth the, the cost of the project for me to actually sit there and do it. Now, if you don't have three grand a year to drop on AutoCAD um, or even the costs for SketchUp, and if you're not a student, then the alternative is floorplanner.com and it's super, super easy and useful and cheap and also does 3D, but unfortunately it's limited. So you'll eventually get to a point where you have to pay for it, but at least, you know, you can get a few projects in and do minimal stuff with it to accomplish the, you know, the feel or the, the you know, what you want to get to your client, you know, your thought process. Now, I cheat because with AutoCAD and, well, at least AutoCAD, students get it for free for up to five years, I think, with your student email. And all you need is a student email. And they, I don't, I've never had an issue where they have looked into it, but I've just used the same email uh, <laughs> when I renew and I just say that I'm still a student and it, it works fine so I don't pay for AutoCAD and I know back in the day like 
when I was in college, AutoCAD had a feature if you had a student account or if you downloaded it on a student level, there was this like crazy watermark that you could not get rid of unless you photoshopped it out. And they eventually got rid of that. So it's really nice now. There's also something called like AutoCAD LT, which is less expensive because it doesn't do as nearly as much as AutoCAD does. So if you have a couple of thousand to drop, then you can get AutoCAD. Or if you're still a student or have a student email they have access to, you can get AutoCAD for free. And if you don't know how to use AutoCAD, then I would suggest Skillshare. Skillshare has a lot of courses for shit like that. So now if I get an e-design project, now there actually, there are a lot of times where I will do a design board for clients that aren't e-design, but it doesn't really happen often. But if I do have an e-design client, I use two, well, I use Photoshop, number one, Photoshop CC, and I pay 20 bucks a month for that, for the whole suite. So it's really, really inexpensive. Um, But if you don't know how to use Photoshop or anything like that, there's two alternatives. There's Morfolio, which is super easy to use. And I actually love the company. It's relatively inexpensive to use full features. So that's an option. And I'm not sure if you know this, but House, H-O-U-Z-Z, has a design board tool that they implemented probably maybe a year and a half ago that's free to use, but you can only use their products, which I mean, really, it's fine because a lot of companies, you know, post their products on there anyway. That's really all the tools they use for designing. Now, when we get into business part of things, that's where it gets a little more complicated and, and a little bit more specific because of, you know, the business of design. It's so versatile. So for contracts, I'm very, very simple with it. I use Word and then I export to PDF and then I use DocuSign to have my clients e-sign it. I never, ever, 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 I used to, and I'll tell you a story, but I never sit down with my clients and go over the contract in person, ever. You're an idiot if you still do that because you're putting yourself in such a liability. Let's put let's put this into perspective. So you, you sit down with your client and you're going through your contract and you're like, hey, you know, Article A, Article B, Article C, blah, 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 whatever. And they sign Article B and they sign. And basically two, three months down the road, you're in the middle of your project and your clients breach the contract. And you're like, okay, well, you know, you breach the contract. We have to cancel the contract. Like you're, you're in breach of it. Your client can turn around and say, oh, well, you know, you didn't, you didn't explain that to us when we sat down and went through the contract. You literally would have to read your contract verbatim and you'd have to take it a step further and have them initial after every single article because there are people that will sit there and tell you that you didn't tell them because they simply don't remember. And it's it's human nature to, to deny things. It's human nature to try to point fingers in situations that are a negative situation. So you as a designer and a, more importantly, a business owner have to alleviate the risk of any legal issues that arise from that. So, my way of doing that, instead of sitting here and saying, okay, Joey, okay, Sally, Article A, this is what this is, this is what this means, if you agree, initial here, my contract's 11 fucking pages long. It'll take two and a half hours of my time. That's 400 and actually $600 of design fee just to sit there with them and go over the contract. Work smarter, not harder. Just use like a software like DocuSign. It's free for five signs or five sends, I should say and then it's 15 bucks a month like it's so dirt cheap to not have to do it now what you could do with that is once you send that contract to your client it gives them the opportunity to sit there and read it all which I doubt that they will but then you're like just getting rid of all the risk there is in regards to a client telling you that you never told them about a specific thing in a contract if it ever came up now what you could do is you could say okay Sally the contract was sent to you through DocuSign I assumed you read it because you signed it there's no way that they could sit there 
and be like, well, you didn't tell me this. Well, it's black and white, crystal clear. I've had a mentor that's told me before that when it comes to like going to court over stuff like that, more times than not, depends on the, the judge and the day and if they had their coffee and if they, you know, if they're in a good mindset that some some judges might sit there and be like, okay, well, I'm in favor of the client because they're paying you, blah, blah, blah. You don't want to get into situations like that. My mentor had advised me a couple years ago that I should just sit down and go through it with them anyway because of the fact that you can, it's kind of a catch-22 apparently, and I haven't really spoken to my lawyer about it, but according to my mentor, who's a 40-year interior designer, she said I could theoretically be held liable for not going over the contract with them and expecting them to know, you know, the contracts in and outs. I don't know. I'll talk to my lawyer about it, but that's why I never sit down with my clients just because it's too much of a liability. I don't want that. Anyway, I kind of got on a rant about that. DocuSign, five free sends, then 15 bucks a month. The alternative is the old-fashioned printing it and meeting your client and having them sign it. I don't really know of any other tools that are free. I know that PandaDoc is one, but they're a little more expensive and they don't have five free sends. I think they have one or two or three. I don't remember. I used them a long time ago. So the alternative is that. Now, what you could do too, which is really bad, and I've done this probably about five or six times now and if any representative from DocuSign hears it well they don't even know what my design business name is but um what I've actually done was created an email address like DocuSign1 at mydomain.com DocuSign2 at my domain because every single time you sign up you get five free cents so I think I did that for a good maybe a whole year and it was just because it was a slow season I didn't feel like paying it was so horrible but I've been paying for a couple years now so <laughs> so you could theoretically do that just create new email addresses and get that I mean it's kind of like what people do with Netflix anyway I use for project management I use design manager uh, I've used design manager for probably about two years now uh, it's super amazing. It's $50 a month per user. It's a little expensive, but because you get what you pay for it's so versatile. There's so much involved in it. I could sit here and do a 40 minute episode about design manager in itself. Now the alternative to that, you could use Smartsheet, which is 14 bucks per user per month. Smartsheet's great for your simple project management, but it's not design specific. So it's kind of just, you know, project management. It doesn't get into, you know, invoicing for your clients, whereas Design Manager kind of is an all-in-one. You could do invoices. It syncs up with QuickBooks if you use QuickBooks and stuff like that. Then there's another alternative that is specific to interior design, and it's Studio Webware. Studio Webware starts at 35 bucks a month per user. That's specific for designers. It doesn't do nearly as much as Design Manager, but just the fact that it's an interior design project manager tool is great. Now, when we get into social media management, I use SocialMako, S-O-C-I-A-L-M-A-K-O.com. It starts 10 bucks per user per month. I can schedule all of my Instagram posts as far out as I want. I can schedule my Facebook posts. I could schedule my LinkedIn, my Pinterest, my, I said Instagram, my Twitter. It's literally on all in one kind of tool. And on top of that, I can automate my engagement with Instagram specifically. They don't have one for Facebook or anything because you can't really auto-engage with that. So what it does is basically I can set parameters saying I can follow specific users. Well, not specific users. 
I can follow the followers of specific users. So like what you could do with the system is, let's say you have a competitor, Sally's Interiors, and she's your biggest competitor. And God, you hate Sally. Sally has, you know, 10,000 followers on Instagram. Social Mako allows you to follow Sally's followers and like Sally's followers' pictures because the more engagement you have on there, Sally's followers are gonna notice, oh, Joe's Interiors is following me and. I like his stuff. Maybe I'll hire him next. So there's that. For alternatives, though, if $10 a month uh, is too much, you could do it yourself. There really isn't a social media management tool that's less than $10 a month, to be quite honest with you. At least I haven't found it. There's Hootsuite. I can never pronounce that shit. Hootsuite, which is super expensive. It's $30 per month per user, and you don't really get much with it. Now, for email marketing, I use MailChimp specifically. It's free for up to 2,000 subscribers, and And it's super, super easy to use. Drag and drop. You can create campaigns. You can schedule them later on. There's, I mean, there's so much you could do with it. Then the alternative is Cover Kit, which is free for 30 days and then $29 a month up to 1,000 subscribers. So it's a little more expensive than MailChimp. Alternatively, (laughs) you could use yourself. Like just, you know, create an email list in your email client and you could BCC everyone, whole email list, and just go that route. I've done that before. It's very time consuming. For business cards, I use Moo, M-O-O, which is the fucking bomb. They are a little expensive. I would say that 50 business cards for me cost probably $37 or so. It's literally almost a dollar a business card, but I get really expensive business cards because, I mean, as a designer, images is everything. The first image that you give your clients is the first that's going to last or the one that's going to last. So get unique. Your design firm is your brand, is your baby. Be unique with it. Don't follow the the mass the masses and go and get Vistaprint because it's cheap. And if you use Vistaprint now, shame on you. I'm kidding. But really, don't use it. <laughs> Next time you need business cards, go to moo.com and just use it. It's it's really nice. They sometimes have discounts. Even just use it once, guarantee you're always going to get I always get comments about my business cards. I have the ones called Lux where there's a colored paper in between or like in the middle of your card and it's a very thick card. Guarantee you're gonna get comments about your business cards. And if you need someone to design your business card, you can go to Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, Dirt Cheap Graphic Designers. Now, Dirt Cheap doesn't mean that they're bad. There's really good people on there. And it's just an easy way to get less expensive graphic design. So if you need a design for a business card, head over to Fiverr.com and you can get someone to design your business card. Then we go into an alternative for that because what if you don't want, well, you can't use Vistaprint. I'm forbidding you right now to do that. But if you don't want to spend a little extra money on Moo, what you could do is just go to a local print store and just do it that way. You could, if you already have a design, you could also get them printed at Staples because Staples doesn't give you a design. So if you got it designed and if you want to print it for cheap, just go to Staples. Just make sure you get a little thicker card, not the really thin ones that people can use to wipe their ass if they don't like your presentation. <laughs> Note taking. I take a lot of notes. First first and foremost, in the beginning of every single project during the walks and even after, like during the whole process, I'm always taking notes. If I'm meeting a client, I'm taking notes. If a client calls me, 
I'm taking notes. If I'm driving and a client calls me, well then I can't take notes, but I'll remember to take notes when I stop. I use Evernote. It's freaking amazing, syncs with everything. You can create like a note for your, or a separate like folder-ish kind of thing for every single project you have and just keep your notes in chronological order. And the way I format it, every single time I write a note, it's formatted as like the date and the time that that particular occurrence happened. And then I write what happened. I'm very, very particular with that. And the reason why is because you, I'm, I'm very, very forgetful. I will admit that. And I even stuttered because I am ashamed that I'm forgetful. I don't know what it is, but there's times where I've had a whole conversation with a client and I've forgotten like half the conversation. And that's what prompted me to start taking notes. So therefore, find something, even if it's like your notepad on your iPhone. Evernote is actually free, by the way. They come with a app for your phone. They have an app for the Mac. If you have a MacBook computer, they have, yeah, I mean, it's pretty good, pretty thorough. And for websites, I've actually, I hired Cotty Group and I believe they were a sponsor in I think the first or second episode. Cotty Group does social media management. So if you don't wanna do your own social media management and if you wanna just hire someone, I will tell you this, Cotty Group is a minimum of $1,000 a month to manage all of your social media accounts. They do all the scheduling, engagement, they do all of the graphic design for your posts, all the planning. So if you don't have a grand to drop on a social media manager to not have to even touch your social media and have someone else grow it, then you could either do it yourself or go to to, uh, Social Mako. But Cotty Group also designs websites and I use them and they're relatively inexpensive and they also manage your website as well. I don't know why I just stuttered there. But they manage your website, so like for example, just last week I needed to update a picture on the website. So I submitted a support ticket and it was added to my website in literally less than like eight hours. They're really, really cool. Alternatively, you can go to Squarespace com. Uh, Squarespace, I use, see a lot of people using that and there's nothing wrong with it. Now I will say that steer clear and I have just as horrible feelings about this than I as I do with Vistaprint. Don't use Wix. Are you silly? Are you smoking crack? Wix is how can I say this? I, and I'm, tr- I'm really trying not to be negative, but I'm a big fanatic with, you have you have a brand, right? And this is like one of the things I educate people on when, or educate designers, I should say, on when they hire me for branding their firm. I go through literally everything in regards to, you know, the sites to steer away from. I mean, you know, so one of my branding packages actually includes website design, but it, I, I, I literally cannot stand Wix because it's... If you're, unless you're paying for it, number one, your website's going to be joeschmo.wix.com. And I'm a big fanatic at, again, your, your first impressions are everything for clients. So to me, I would never hire someone if they gave me a business card that said, you know, joescardetailing.wix.com. Because let's, let's be real here. You are owning a business. You're obviously making money. And it's so cheap nowadays to get a legitimate website that you're just being cheap in a sense not doing that and just sticking with Wix and not even paying for to, to get like your own domain. Now it it's so cheap, like not even kidding. Squarespace is twelve bucks a month. Build annually or sixteen dollars a month month to month. But for business, it's eighteen bucks if build annually and twenty six dollars a month. Now if you went to Wix, Wix is even cheaper. Wix is fourteen bucks for entrepreneurs and freelancers. And for complete online branding, it's twenty bucks a month. Like tell me you can't afford twenty bucks a month if or if you're you're charging clients a minimum design fee of sixty bucks an hour. I mean, let's 
be real here. Stay away from Wix unless you're going to pay to remove the Wix ads, get your custom domain, you know, look professional, look like you actually care about your business. And I think that's what it is. I just feel like those people who don't even pay the 20 bucks a month to, to do it, to get rid of those ads and that Wix branding, I just feel like they don't care enough about their business. There we are. We have all those tools that I use that are super, super successful. I don't have any affiliate links for them, but if you want just a sheet or whatever the case, if you haven't been writing this down, please reach out to me at timothy at theidconsultant.com and I'll be more than happy to tell you which ones we talked about in this episode. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. It really helps me. And please know too that I've added some more stuff to the online store, the idconsultant.com. I added a to-do list, a custom to-do list that I created, and that's completely free to download. And then I also added a blog post planner. Now I use this blog post planner all the time and it's really fantastic. It keeps me organized and that's on the store for $5 per download. Well, not per download, you mean $5 to download and you could download it in unlimited amount of times. So if you have any questions, please again, feel free to reach out, Timothy at theidconsultant.com. And thanks so much for listening. Again, please hit the subscribe button. And also if you could please leave a review about how your experience has been with listening to this podcast. I truly appreciate your honest feedback. Namaste.